We've got time. I don't have anything to do. <laughs> I understand meeting went on to about two o'clock in the, this morning, so I'm available to then. My sermon could be just amen and ask y'all to stand and we would close the service after that song that we just sang. It's an amazing grace. Isn't it amazing what God has done? I can't believe it's so amazing that I'm standing here in this pulpit tonight. Who would have thought? Just a wayward young man <clears throat> to find the grace of God in his life. My sermon may be a little unusual tonight. I don't know. Maybe some of you can relate to it. Maybe some can. I don't know. But before I start, I'd like to read a couple of verses found in the sixth chapter of Ephesians. We've been read several times, but I'd like to kind of make maybe a point with it. And finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against powers against the rulers of darkness in this world, against the spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil days. And this is what I want to get to. And having done all to stand. Uh, those of you that like to follow along, and I'm going to be a few minutes before I get to it. In 1 John, the third chapter, if you would like to turn there with your Bibles. <clears throat> I guess it's, the scripture says old men dream dreams and young men see visions. And I'm kind of on the fence there. <laughs> I got a, about six more months before I start dreaming. <clears throat> so... But I'd like to tell you, <clears throat> if I can, <clears throat> I'd like to tell you a little story. Seventy years ago this November, it made a big change in a family and a big change in direction. And the reason I read that verse about having done all to stand, is so important. And I like to tell those children, those that just got sanctified, and some, whoever they were, it's so important that you stand. I know some of them will go back to homes where there is no parents, maybe, that are sanctified. Some will go back to homes that don't have a church to go to. And some will go to different directions to homes. And, but 
God will sustain you if you will put your trust in him. That's right. Every day you've got to put your trust in God. I started, I told you about the 70 years ago this November that a family changed. My mother was raised in a home that knew not God. Her father was an alcoholic. Her brothers and sisters were alcoholics. And she decided she wanted a better life for her family than that. She found a church and started going. And she became a Sunday school teacher in that church. But she never was satisfied. She did everything that the church asked her to do. She drank of the wine and crackers on the first Sunday of every month. She partook of all the ordinances that they offered. And there were many. She took the quarterly that they gave her and she read from that and taught her Sunday school lessons without the scripture. And she pretty soon, she got discouraged with that after a few years. So she found another church. She started going there. And in 1939, I sat on the bench and watched her and my father be baptized in water. This didn't sustain her very long. She was still hungering and thirsting after righteousness. In the year of 1941 that I spoke of a while ago in the early part of the year, jobs were hard to find and my father was, went to Wilmington, North Carolina to work for Brother Bill Howes. Some of you know him very well, I'm sure. And we, I went there for a few months and came back to Montgomery, Alabama, and there I went to school. And while we were there in Wilmington, we went to church, my mom, mother and I, to a sanctified church that was there one time. And that was my first experience with Christ Sanctified Holy Church. In the fall of that year, the job finished up. Brother Bill moved to Norfolk, Virginia. My father moved and my family moved with him. And there on Lens Avenue in Coleman Place, some of you know, I see some of you that are very familiar with what I'm speaking about. They had a tabernacle. And my mother and dad decided to go out. They didn't, there was no entertainment at that time in life. You didn't have the TVs and the videos. and We didn't even have a radio, so it wasn't much to do. And they began to read the scripture. And my mother had been, like I said, a Sunday school teacher. And she knew a little of the scripture. And over in the third chapter, 1 John, they began to preach. 
Starting in the fourth verse, for those of you who want to follow along. Whosoever committeth sin transgresses also the law, for sin is a transgression of the law. And you know that he was manifest to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth has not seen him, neither known him. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous as even as he is righteous. Now we're down to the verse that caught our attention very much. He that committeth sin. Have you heard this verse before? I hope you have. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. And for this purpose the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. She sat there in the congregation with my father and she turned to him and she said, that's not in the Bible. She said, it's not there. You won't find it. That night she went home to a little we had a little place that, we were, that she was living. I hadn't come at that time. Two rooms. <clears throat> no running water. No bath. Uh, no refrigeration. Not much of anything. Just a place to get out of the weather. But they got the Bible down and they began to read. And it touched her heart. He that committed sin is of the devil. Can we preach that? Can we tell the world that? If you commit sin, and down in the margin of my Bible, it says not commit, but he that just practiced sin. But that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says, he that committed sin is of the devil. And it says, for the devil sinneth from the very beginning. He tricked Adam and Eve there in the garden. This was the devil. This was old Satan himself that tricked mankind and he caused man to wander away from God. He caused all those people to wander away from God in the time of Noah. Said he couldn't find but one righteous man in the whole earth. I don't know how many people were there. Must have been quite a crowd the way it talked. But one man found grace in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. And whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin. She began to read all of that scripture and she began to find it was true. And she went back to church the next night and her and my father found their way to an altar. It wasn't a very pleasant if you look on it on today's standards, the benches were wooden and the, saw, and the floor was sawdust and there wasn't no heating and cooling, but it was in the winter time. And, but I tell you what, and the building was built in such a shape that it went up and the, the hot air or the cold air had to drift out through the ceiling. But they found God there at an altar. Amen. And I tell you, he that... Come, he, he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the very beginning. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Is that what sanctified church preaches? Is that what we stand upon tonight? Are you going to stand when the times of the... And I'm going to go back over and read a little more scripture. And 
remaineth in him, he cannot sin because he is born of God. This the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. If you can't entertain yourself with the things of this world, I'm telling you, you need to get out away from entertainment. You need to turn on, turn off the TV. You need to turn off all those things that are contrary to the Word of God and begin to search the God, the Word of God, and begin to find out what it does say. For this is the message you've heard from the beginning that we should love one another. Not as Cain who was of that wicked one and slew his brother. Wherefore slew he him because his own works were evil and his brothers were righteous. Marvel not that I say unto you. Marvel not my brother if you will hate you. That's right. The world will hate you. No mystery. No mystery. For we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brother. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer. And you know that murder hath eternal life in him. Hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us that we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Are we willing to do those things? I thought about that song. My mother, she left and we went a thousand miles away from home. I didn't know anything about where we were going. Had no idea. Arrived in January of 1942. It was snowing. I didn't know what snow was hardly. You don't snow in that Montgomery, Alabama. All it does is get hot. But I tell you what, when we got there and we began to go to church and I began to see the things that God had done for my mother and my father, it, it, it touched my heart. Even though I was 20 years later before I came to an altar of prayer, but I watched their lives and everything that they did. And now I'm going to get back over again to that, into the book of Ephesians where I read a while ago. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm telling you, you've got to be that. Put on the whole armor of God. That's what you got to do. You can't just put, slip on a little bit of it. Because if you do, you will not stand in, against the wiles of the devil. And be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against principalities. We don't care about the government, all those things. It's going to go on, whatever happens in life. You talk about the economy, you talk about all these things. It don't have anything to do with salvation. Salvation is of God. And God doesn't care about all these things and all these side of shows and all these things that go on. What he wants is your heart and your life. And this is what he's. Are you going to be able to stand if it takes me from my country, if it takes me from my home, if the economy goes all the way to the bottom and all we have to do is go to the store and eat beans that they've done before. Our people have come through those great depressions in times past and let us trust in the Lord and lean not to our own understanding. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in the evil days and having done all to stand. I think the evil days 
days are upon us. I think they'll be upon us. I don't think the evil will ever leave. As long as Satan is, has the preeminence over mankind, we can't stop the wars. We can't stop the rumors of wars. Christ told us about all those things. They happen every day. But he also went a little farther. He said, if I go not away, the comforter will not come. And the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. And tonight we have the Holy Ghost in our lives and in our hearts. Stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, having your having stand therefore, having your loins girded about with truth, and having on the blessed plate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of priests. I'm telling you, hadn't you have all those things in your life? It doesn't mean physically having these things, but it means to take your mind and begin to study the word of God. It means to take it down and read it and find out what God has in store for you. Our church, I feel like, maybe be on the brink of one of the greatest revivals has ever been in the world since the, since the early part of last century there was a great revival. I've been praying for that revival. I'd like to get on the street corner and preach. I'd like to go out into the highways and byways and preach the wonderful works of God. We've got every tool. We've got every instrument to do all of these things. We've got preachers and teachers and singers and we know the word of God. We are not confounded by the world and by their... We've got the truth <clears throat> of the word of God. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Don't think that the darts won't be headed your way. Don't think that Satan is not busy. He, soon as these people get up from the altar, Satan begins to whisper in their ear if they'll listen and entertain it. But you say, get thee hence, and Satan will get thee hence from you, and he will not follow into a heart that if you just keep Satan away. He's an evil fellow. He can, he can trick you if you would. It says he'll deceive the very elect. Who is that? Who's the very elect? Sanctified people. They're the very elect of God. Now I'm not saying this is the only room full of sanctified people in the world I'm sure like the prophet when he showed his servant he said open your eyes and I've got I believe 7,000 have not bowed their need to veil. And I believe it's that way in our world today. I think there's people all over the world serving God. But we as the Christ sanctified holy church need to hold up the standard above all the things of the world. And taking the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. We've got the word of God. Don't... <laughs> Excuse me. Don't take anything but the King James Version of the Bible. When you get something that says it's. <coughs> when you get a version that says. It, it, it is revised. Don't want to reverse vision. You know, you can revise something to say anything. You can revise it to say anything. But let's stick with the word of God when it says, he that doeth, he that committeth sin is of the devil. That's just as plain as you can get. You can't change that in any way, shape, or form and make it conform to the word of God. Pray all, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit 
watching thereunto with all preservation and supplication for all the saints and for me that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador. Are we ambassadors for the gospel and in bonds wherein I speak boldly as I ought to speak but ye but that ye also may know my affairs that I, how I do. Tecius, my brother, beloved brother, and faithful minister in the Lord, shall make known to you all things, whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose, that ye might know our affairs, and that he might comfort your hearts. Peace be to the brethren, with the love, with faith from God our Father, yes. and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be unto you and them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Tonight, I would like to say that God can come into our hearts and I pray that we'll be steadfast. That's the thing we need to do unmovable because 70 years have passed so swiftly and there's other 70 years will pass just as swiftly. Those that are young today, will God will will keep them if they'll just keep their heart and their mind stayed up on Christ as you go from day to day. It's so important. A mother that raised a family, and I see probably 30 or 40 here today that would not have been here if it hadn't have been for that sincerity of a mother that served God and found him precious to her soul. Now other mothers are like that. I see other mothers that sit around that have families that they've endured hardship. They've endured the, the test of time in this wonderful gospel that we preach. And tonight it, it behooves every one of us to stand fast in the gospel of Christ and not to bear and not to vary from it in any way or any respect, but God can bless us in all that we do. Such a great camp meeting. So many that have come to the altar. I believe Bernard had about 25 uh, that have come to the altar. He had names of, or maybe more, I don't know. But thank God for every one of them. But I want all of them to stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made us free and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. I'm going to call an altar call. I don't know if anybody here. Anybody wants to live? You know, I, I pre- preached a sermon in Shinkatig one time. I said, told them we had a, a house full of sinners. I said, Satan is the most popular man here today. He's got all your minds blinded. And he'll do that as long as he can. You've got to break away from Satan in order to serve God. There's no way about it. You cannot entertain him in any way and find God in your life. You must break away. If anybody here tonight is serving the enemy of his soul, you need to make a run for your life before it's everlasting too late, before the years draw nigh and there is no time to serve God. In the last few years, I've had some people that have been on their deathbed and finally they admitted or handed their life over to God. And you don't want to wait until that time if it be possible. If everyone will stand while we're saying a song of invitation.